Today's episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Motorvale and Sydney's Northern Beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery. Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Another round of Shoot Shoot action on the weekend with some very interesting results. Uh, Northern Suburbs and Sydney University have continued their winning ways, still undefeated after seven rounds of the competition. Starting to take shape though in the middle and uh, the top six are starting to firm a little bit. So plenty of action to talk through. Also have a quick recap of the Super Rugby on the weekend. A little bit more pain for the Australian sides. Andrew Swain's on hand from Stan Sport and Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. Shootcast, our round seven wrap. Joining me once again, Andrew Swain from Stan Sport and Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Very well, mate. Very well. Just, uh, yeah, it's been a very interesting few days of rugby. So looking forward to dissecting. Mm. How about you, Casho? Good weekend, champ. Yeah, listen, had a, had a bit of a catch up with schoolmates at Percy's Hotel opposite. Uh, uh, the home of the mighty Shulman, and then uh, and then took in uh, most of the uh, most of the first grade game in the President's Lounge. It was Ooh. luxury. Jeez, you're becoming part of the furniture there at Percy's, and obviously already are part of the furniture at North Sydney Oval, mate. But do you spread your wings at all, or just keep it in a little quadrangle of sort of North Sydney Oval, Miller Street, you know, et cetera, et cetera? Oh, oh listen, you've, you're always going to head up to the uh, to the Union Hotel for one, and then uh, then there's one at Percy's, and then then across to the game. It's uh, it's a ritual. Beautiful, what, Cash. you must be getting some uh, some profile now on on Shootcast, mate, to get invites like that. Oh yeah, all the time. It's uh, it's open doors as it should. It didn't open any doors for me at South on Saturday. I was sitting at the top of that grandstand, and the wind chill factor started to pick up, and uh, pretty much got yelled out of the joint. To be honest, so uh, yeah, maybe just have to stick to the North Shore clubs uh, to get those golden tickets. Uh, Swaney, mate, um, Trans Tasman week two, still no joy for the Aussie sides. The results, some look, some results have been tight. Um, most have been tight, you would say, but there's starting to be a couple of blowouts. Are we concerned? I put a bit of an interesting post and don't want to be negative, but uh, 10 zip says the scoreline. Um, the Crusaders put on one of the great clinics um, ever on Saturday against the Reds, the so-called Australian powerhouse. Um, what do we read into it so far, mate? Yeah, oh, look, last this time last week when it was 0-5, I was pretty optimistic still um you know and I've, I've still got that glass half full attitude but it's definitely not ideal put it that way mm-hmm. um, i think that uh i think that the aussie sides um you know they, they show glimpses they show good periods of time and they they certainly show that they've got the skill set to be able to compete with these kiwi sides yep. what they don't have at the moment and what they've probably lacked in Super Rugby AU. Well, I mean, we we watched Super Rugby AU and thought this is a really physical brand of rugby um, and it's fast and this is some this is a brand of rugby that can compete with the Kiwis. That's what we thought. Now we're actually seeing the reality of the situation, which is that the physicality needs to be 
uh, lifted by another 50 you know, 50%, and and the speed of the game needs to be lifted at another 50%, and that, mm. you know, they are absolutely that much better than us across the ditch. But I think that the Aussie sides have the ability to to get to that level. They just have that adjustment period at the moment. And unfortunately, over the course of five weeks, we're not going to be able to um, see that, that, you know, that, that full adjustment because um, it's just such a short competition. But look, I, I think um, I think that there's definitely concerns, but I don't think it's a reason to panic just yet. And look, a lot of people have jumped right off the bandwagon um, straight away, and and not keen to go and watch Super Rugby anymore because they're getting spanked by the Kiwi sides. So I think that's the wrong attitude to take. Mm. I think that we've got to play the long game here. Um, I listened to Hamish McLennan's comments, and I probably echo those as well. Yep. To beat the best, you've got to um, you've got to play against the best week in week out. We haven't been doing that. Now mm. we are. We've just got to get through this rough adjustment period. Mm. Yeah, I, I think Swaney and Berger, uh, we've we've got to uh, we've got to take the lessons from week one and two, and then and then show what we can do in uh, in in week three. And that's that's the uh, the be all and end all at the end of the day, isn't it? So. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, one of our uh, our own, you would say, Shit Shield star James Turner got a real baptism of, baptism of fire, didn't he, Casho, at Eden Park? I think he might need to check his boots. He might need some uh, 21 millimetres, mate. He was on ice skates with Rico Ioane coming at you. It was uh, it was a tough initiation for him, but I'm sure it'll be better for the runner. Hopefully he gets another, another chance, but I'm not sure what'll happen there. But uh, just... It's amazing going from sort of where he was at, at playing at three o'clock at first grade to to sort of that environment that quickly. Um, it was pretty pretty impressive uh, stuff, hey Casho. Yeah, and I, I wrote in several things in uh, in rugby news that listen, you've got to give these folks a go just to see where they're at, yeah. and and for them to be given a some sort of idea about where the line in the sand is, and and obviously uh, Jimmy the Jet's been given that. At, uh, at at Eden Park, you know, like there's there's mm. bigger initiations of uh, of playing your first game of Super Rugby, Eden Park against uh, against Auckland. Jeez. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, I uh, I remember uh, when the uh, Highlanders came to town and played a trial at Brookie, and Harry Jones was was marking Waiseki Naholo. <laughs> Was, was a bit of a mismatch too. So look, as I think it goes back to what Swaney's saying. If you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. And I think, you know, maybe these uh, results will spawn deeper conversations about how we do get better. I, I tend to think that national high performance stuff's got to get right. We've got to get some synergy without, about coaching across the, the top level sides and start sharing the IP because I know the Kiwi franchises do and um, I just think uh, it needs to be looked at holistically, not just, just club to club. So Hopefully things um, can improve there. Um, we've yeah, been... So just before we move yeah. on, Matt, there's there's got to be some action coming in the next couple of weeks about uh, a who's going to be coaching the Waratahs, mm. be the rugby director, and b who who's going to be coaching uh, in Melbourne. I think they should really move on those things fairly quickly and start communicating quite loudly about uh, about where they're going because. Because it's just drifting along, and that's uh, that's probably probably why some of the performances aren't you know really there at the moment. You know, but people like clarity, and that's uh, that's what we're not getting from from those two particular areas. What? Couldn't agree more, Casho. Exactly I, I, right. Yeah. I definitely think that there's 
Um, yeah, though, there's the, the fish stinks from the head, as they say. Like you've you've got to get that top that top job right, and they've got to they've got to start communicating that. Um, you know, I, I think that the Waratahs for a team of guys that the half of them are injured, mm. and um, you know the other half are vastly inexperienced. I think they're doing okay. You know, like they, they show yeah they can attack. I just yeah. can't make a tackle at the moment. That's yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, I think that there's um there's definitely um gotta be some clarity there, absolutely. Yeah, I agree, Kasha. Well said. I think um yeah, you just gotta have some certainty about who's running the show because otherwise it's just it's just you're in a big holding pattern, aren't you? Until you Yeah, you know, like is 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 it gonna be is it gonna be Jason Gilmore? Is it gonna be Chris Whitaker? Are those two guys gonna be involved? Is mm. it gonna be appointment from Rugby Australia? You know, Darren Coleman's name keeps coming up. Dave Wessels, you know, look, there's all sorts of names running around there. There's just just no clarity at the moment. Listen, I I, I know they're they're about to bet in a new uh, a, a new chairman fairly soon, Tony Crawford. So yeah. let, let's hope that he uh, he moves quickly. Yeah, Tony's a good man. Obviously, he was former Northern Suburbs uh, president and did some wonderful things there. And uh, I think he's going to be a really good uh, selection for the Tars moving forward. So hopefully brighter days ahead for uh, the Waratahs. We'll move into the action uh, round seven on the weekend. Um, plenty of interesting games across the board. Um, out at Nepean, uh the Emus, who, who have been up against it all year and, and it didn't change in the weekend. Ramick too good, 54-17. to 17. But the Emus did uh, did excite a little bit, scored a couple of good tries, uh, which was good to see, Kasha. Uh, yeah, 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 very much so. Uh I think it was six tries to three in the end that uh, the uh, the scoreline uh, ended up being. Uh, but uh, you know, like uh, uh, Penrith, Penrith can put a, put on a try from time to time. You know, mm. probably, they're probably leaking too much uh, at, at, at the moment. But uh, yeah, but uh, on on the Rambic side, I think Kristen Yasmin scored four tries and Haynes mm. uh, Barnes at fullback there uh, had seven conversions. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it was a good day out and uh, one of those days where you probably want to get in there and uh, and get out with five points as quick as you can. Enjoy an Emu burger and um, uh, in, enjoy the hospitality there at uh, Nepean Rugby Park and head on home. Mm. Yeah, Yasmin's Yass- been on fire all year, hasn't he, Swaney? Yeah, absolutely, and and four tries. You know, it's it's hard to score four tries against any team. Um, so you know, to do it at out at Nepean, that's um, you know, that's a really good effort. I will say that the Emus tries that they scored were spectacular. They, they were, scored, yeah. They scored some awesome tries. That the one from um in the fifty second minute from Billy Theray, the um fullback was out of the box. He he's broken yeah. down the right hand. Touchline um, down the short side, rub it ahead, mm. regathered, and then shaken off the two tackles and dived over. One of the great um, di- great dive for the try too. Real, got real yeah, airborne was, there. It was a proper <laughs> Adam Ashley Cooper style. It was, uh, yep. wasn't it? So um, you know, and um, and just in in terms of you know their their play through the uh, through the eighty minutes, um, you know that Nandura Talo the. Uh, centre, he he is the man for them. Like he he is awesome. Mm. Um, you know shows shows that he can absolutely match it with the the best that the shoot shield has to offer. So you know that they just show little glimpses. I you know I say this at Super Rugby level as well. It's 
it's little glimpses that give you that glimmer of hope. But um, they just can't just can't keep that consistency up for the eighty minutes. But oh, the, the tries that they scored were fantastic to watch. Yeah, they were really entertaining stuff. I made the trip down to Sylvania Waters on Saturday afternoon to watch uh, the Rebels take on the Marlins. It was a surf club day, uh, so plenty happening down at Foreshore. Uh, real festival of rugby, a uh, good crowd. Um, I really love the vibe there. Um, uh, Swaney, they have one of the great burger selections probably in Sydney, not just r- club rugby circles. They've got five different burgers, um, which is, you know, will excite anyone when you get roll up to the canteen. Um, I I didn't sample the menu, but I was just blown away by the smorgasbord of delights. Um, went up to the clubhouse, uh, cold beer on tap. Walked back down, sat in the grandstand with some of the uh, some of the faithful. I was a little bit too loud from a Marlins perspective. Got told to pipe down a few times. Um, so you know that's that's nothing like a good day out at South. And uh, the, the third grade family hill was on fire. The Manly Colts were having a bit of a bus crawl back. So we got really uh, real good atmosphere out there for an interesting game. Um, South came out of the blocks like absolute house on fire. They were clearly revved up. Manly looked flat. Um, at one stage, the uh, echoes of the Gordon match were starting to come to the Marlins supporters' minds because it was uh, looking like a cricket score. I think it was about 35-3 at one stage. And then Manly scored 22 unanswered points and it was 35-25 after about, uh, you know, 50 minutes. So Manly way back in it and uh, had a, a kick into the in goal, which Ben Creer just couldn't ground. Uh, really, Manly had South on the ropes and it was just unfortunate that start for the Marlins because South, you would have thought, were always inevitable to score again and they did. Ended up South 42, Manly 30. Manly just be kicking themselves with just the... the very ordinary start, some really soft tries. Um, I have to single out Tyzak Jordan for his performance. Uh, first time I've got to see him in the flesh, I was so impressed. Um, he's got an incredibly good running game. Um, he's got a real good physique. He's quick. He's sharp. He's got good service. Um, he was absolutely carving Manly up uh, around the ruck. Uh, he's doing really well, Berger. Yeah, really, really well. I mean, I, I know Ramick had him sort of down the pecking order, but, geez, they might have lost a star here because he came off after about 45 minutes. I think he had a head knock. He walked past the Manly supporters, and we all applauded him. We thought he was sensational. So it uh, just goes to show when you get applause from, from the visiting fans, you know you've, you've played all right. So he was great. South were, South were really good up for it. And, um, yeah, that probably kick-started their season. From a Marlins perspective, it's just been oh, it's been a year of pain. It's um, starting to slip away, unfortunately. Um, I know we're still not out of it yet, but Manly's looking like if you don't go on a run, it's it's probably too late. I think we've got Norse and Ringer coming up the next two weeks, and uh, we're sealing out this four four matches, and we're zero two. So really, got to try and get things back on the road. But um, what were your thoughts about BJ Hartman? Uh, solid. BJ was fine. Yeah. As the game progressed, he came uh, yep. more into it. He looked more confident and uh, terribly experienced guy. And and also Dennis Pili Gatow, who who I think's probably reinvented himself. You know, like he's mm. he's not the sensational runner of three years ago. No. Just reinvented. I think he's playing really well. It's funny the centers are going well. The back row is going really well. Um, uh, maybe they're probably looking for a bit more in and around the engine room at the moment. But um, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the sort of the back three. I mean, Ben Cruz having a good year, but the, um, 
sort of back three, maybe a little bit inexperienced, got caught out a couple of times defensively. So there's a few few things going on. It's just not come together. So there's a lot of head scratching going on down at Manly. But um, yeah, yeah, I just I think um, I don't know. I mean, they're not they were really in that game at, at times, but you can't give a team a thirty point head start. You, yeah. It's just too hard. So uh, yeah, you see uh the the most dangerous team in the shoot shield at the moment the the one that everybody's talking about sales got people this year yes yeah, yeah. they are I mean look they, they when Jordan went off they looked a little vulnerable I have to say the forwards were really dynamic really caused us a lot of headaches and um, yeah I mean I think um, I think they've got some some critical players whether they got a squad strong enough to to do it I don't know but as you say we know they're going to have a scrum at the back end of the year that's probably going to be as good as anyone's and um, you need to have that if you're going to compete with the likes in university so yeah look um, anyway all in all from a from a neutral's perspective it was a great day at South I really enjoyed it um, apart from <laughs> watching my side uh, go down again it's I, I just think Burjo that like from what I've seen just defensively soft, right? Like you need yeah. Yeah. you need three or four guys in that, that team and that squad, whether they develop from younger guys coming through or the, the guys you bring in or whatever, you need three or four guys in that team who whack blokes, right? Like yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah. who do the do the hard yards and, and hit hard, right? I and, agree. It's, all, know, a bit, it's all a bit passive at the moment, unfortunately. There is all, it's all a bit passive, absolutely. And that's... Once you've got that, then you, then the rest of the squad look at it and go, well, these guys can do it. I can do it too, right? It's kind of the follow me attitude. Mm. Um, and, you know, what Goldie's trying to do is, you know, set up a squad of, you know, he's bringing Colts through as well and, and giving them a run. Like he's bringing through locals and young guys who he thinks that could potentially be what they need in two or three years' time maybe. Mm. Um, or not even not even, maybe next year, you know. But it's it's the sh- shortage at the moment of physicality and guys who can put a shot on and, and actually, you know, defend solidly. That that is that's the problem, I think. Yeah, look, unfortunately it's it's the you kinda of look at the wider club as well. It's it's a little bit down on troops and depth at the moment. We lost all grades on Saturday, so it's just going through big generational change at Manly at the moment. So uh, just sort of replenishing player stocks and things, and uh, yeah, hopefully things will come soon. But um, look, I wouldn't write them off. I mean, going into a derby or even a game against Norse, there's still enough players out there that can can maybe do it. It's just it hasn't clicked on the field so far. So we'll see what happens uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, but we'll move on. Northern Suburbs, 46, Western Sydney, 7. Look to me, Casho, that Norse may have rotated for this one. No, no, a couple of, uh, couple of late injuries. There. Uh, okay. Angus, Angus Sinclair had a, uh, a, a bit of a quad strain on, uh, on Thursday night and uh, he actually pulled out. So uh, Max Bury moved from fullback to number 10, which uh, Zach Beer sees as... Uh, as uh, the way forward at some stage in, in the very near future for, for Max to uh, be calling the play. So he, uh, he got a bit of a trial there against, uh, against the two Blues and did, uh, did so like uh, reasonably well. Uh, news out of Norse is that Nathan Russell's probably gone until, uh, until round about finals time with an ankle and, uh, and foot injury. He's having a bit of a surgery uh, this week to, uh, 
put things together, which uh, which is a bit of a shame because he was uh, he's been awesome for much of the last eighteen months or so. So uh, yeah. they moved Reese Mahu, the, the winger, to uh, to thirteen. So and brought a, a young kid out of Colts called Harry Cut Cudmore. Four tries, four tries on debut. Four tries on debut. Spoke to him afterwards, and I was telling him that my first grade do didn't didn't feature a try. In fact, my entire first grade career did didn't feature a meat pie. So uh, there you go. I got so, I got a kick charge down on ABC TV in uh, West School, and I think I got dragged. That was my debut. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, memory merger. It's yeah. tough, mate. It's tough. It's a big. I'm jump pretty sure I scored a Ballymore for brothers on debut. Uh, First grade, so there you go. Cheers, oh, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> we all have different uh, moments. That's okay. Yeah. Um, this was a game that Norse had to work their way through. Yeah, they did. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, for the games on the day on on early on Thursday or Friday, I think it was uh, the two Blues had to forfeit their reserve grade game because they've had a a bit of a rush of injuries and uh, some guys. From their club heading to uh, heading to Subic, so you know, probably, mm, probably not a sign at this particular time. So no, this- that's alarm bells, isn't it? Really, I mean, we've had uh, obviously had Craig, Craig Morgan on a few weeks ago, but um, that's really concerning, and I can understand the grievances with our clubs not been out of field as high as a reserve grade side, Kasha. But yeah, yeah, listen, they're uh, they're, they're a competent side, but. Mm. Uh, and they're not going to be able to keep pace with uh, some of the higher echelon shoot shield clubs for 80 minutes, and that probably told the story of the day. Nothing really fantastic from Norse, but um, no. they, they actually got the job done. It was a pretty interesting game from, from my observations on the other side of the field, Casho on the hill with the people. Um, I, uh, I, was, uh, I was pretty impressed with Bab, the, the nine for the two blues, I thought. Mm. He's he's quite impressive. He's a bit of a jack in the box. Apparently, uh, come over from New Zealand, played a bit of ITM Cup over there, um, and I thought he was quite good. And 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 then Tepai Moroa, who you know is in the Waratah squad and and does so much for that club. Um, he you know he tries all day, but he he kind of can't really get out of the the uh, the old. Try and try and get the arms free through the line and offload sort of game plan, and mm. um, yeah, you know, there's no, there's no real there's no real plan B. I don't think from from what I was observing. So yeah, it, you're right. They just kind of Norths worked their way through the game, and they they kind of they racked up the points, and and then suddenly it was, the whistle was blown, and that was 80 minutes gone, and um, you know, it was mm. didn't, never really reached any great heights, did it? Yeah, no, I'm not saying like. Typically, you know, the footy they've been playing this year, but still racked up a, a big score. So I guess that, that bodes well. I see Sam Kitchens back in the mix, uh, Cash. Obviously, James Morgan's been outstanding the last couple of seasons, but that's a pretty solid uh, reserve hooker depth there, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, with uh, with the troubles that Norse have had at scrum time, it's a pretty handy addition that uh, that they've had at this uh, this sort of point of the season. He uh, he turned his ankle at one stage during that game, so I'm not sure 100 percent about uh, yeah. if he's going to be available this week. But he certainly does solidify that scrum for them, and uh, the experience that he had in uh, in Scotland was uh, obviously 
invaluable and obviously part of the uh, the, the 2016 group, 2017 group as well. Yeah, he's so. a great, great player, great player. So, oh, well, it was... Um, yeah, pretty straight up and down for Norse there with the five points. So they remain undefeated with University. We will go to University now where the students taking on the resurgent rats. Um, sort of uh, Ring obviously been a bit of a jack-in-the-box this year, had some really impressive wins like out at Eastwood, etc. And we're expecting, you know, a bit of a heavyweight battle, but uh, Uni just too polished, too good across the park, 45 Ringer 12, all Ringer's points coming from Ben Ma, typically, two tries and conversion, I believe. So yeah. he's continued his uh, strong form of the season. I actually had a bit of a text exchange with Ben um, over the weekend, and he said, yeah, look, uni a class. He's still confident the Rats can sort of um, mix it with those sides. He just said, look, to be anywhere near university, you have to have the perfect game, an 80-minute game, and you can't make mistakes. And they just said they made too many mistakes, and university just – just punish them for everyone. So, you know, I think he's sort of he, – he doesn't think they're probably any stronger than what they were in 2018, 2019, which they were obviously very strong. They won the comp. But, um, you know, they were right in that final um, in, in 2019. So he's sort of uh, burning a candle. They can get things right at the end of the year. I, I sort of like his attitude. He's, he's not too disheartened at all. Um, still like the crazy guys too, Berger. Yeah, he still does. I, I like it. He's, um, he's captain now and uh, – yeah, a bit of maturity coming through there. But what what else can we say about Sydney University under Rob Taylor? I, they're undefeated at this, at this up, stage. Man. He didn't lose a game in Colts. He's, he's won them two comps. And uh, they're looking they're looking real ominous, boys. I actually spoke to uh, their captain, uh, Jack McCallman, yep. on, uh, on Monday uh, after the game. And uh, I, I was talking to him about the... Uh, the work that they did in the preseason, and uh, he's been there at uni for probably since 2014, I think, uh, in varying sort of roles. Worked his way up, and he said it's one of the toughest preseasons that he's done. So, mm. uh, you know, they're they're very accepting. They they came together uh, in early January, January five, and everyone committed to to do what was required to win win the shoot shield and also win the club championship because the fact that Gordon won the club championship last year really stings around Camperdown, that's for sure. So uh, mm. they're, they're ab- an absolute machine, as you you guys just said. Mm. I, I looked at um, university's performance on the weekend and, and look, I don't want to, you know, over... Uh, I don't, I'm, sort of not, I'm one for hyperbole sometimes. I go, I go a bit too far, but I just... I got a very crusader vibe about them. Like, oh yeah, they just, for sure. They just they were just clinical at the, the right moments. They um they if you make a mistake against them, they made you pay in sevens, and that's mm. and that's what they did to Warringah, particularly early in that game. Mm. Um, you know, a couple of their, their their two opening tries came from clear just drop ball mistakes from. Warringah, and they, they, they turned them into 14 points. Yeah, it's a disaster um, to have such a good coach at university for the rest of the competition, to be honest. Uh, you were look, talking about the Crusaders, and I didn't get to chat at, at the start of the game, but you, when you're talking about uni now, you remind me, they, the way the Crusaders play, which is similar to uni, they're all just one big brain. They know what each other's doing. The offload game's yeah. there. They know how to do it. They, they know when a, when a counter ruck's on. They know when turnover ball's on. They're just, they're just one organism and that's the standard of rugby the Kiwi sides are playing and 
it's shining through at, at university. So it's, um, you know, you can't deny the, the brand of footy they're playing. And, um, yeah, mm. I, I agree with you, Swain. It just looks really similar. Yeah, I, mate, absolutely. Uh, that, that was the first thing that popped into my head, particularly after observing what the Crusaders did to the Reds the other day. Um, mm. you know, very similar in, mm. in, in the performances, I thought. Mm. And, okay, listen, I, I hate to break this news to you, but uh, Norse have been training with the Crusaders all this week. So uh, oh, I'm not yeah. sure whether that's going to translate to anything at Manly Oval. But uh, uh, there's contact there through uh, Ben Matwajal, their, their forwards coach. So uh, uh, hopefully they come away with a few lessons for the weekend. We'll see what happens. Oh, that's all right. I think we had a run against the Manly Savers and uh, a few schooners tonight. And, uh, mate, we'll be right for Saturday. It's only Norse. I mean, God, come on, mate. Right. Now, um, We'll head over to, uh, where are we going here, uh, Dremoy Pirates. Uh, we're down by Gordon, 31-17. Oh, watch this game. Gordon just had a bit too much joy out in the flanks uh, there, Casho, and uh, Billy Morrow's aside are humming along, you know. Uh, I think they're sort of just probably staying out of the limelight a little bit and uh, getting it done. Yeah, 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 very much so. I, I, I spoke to Billy on, uh, on Monday and... I, I think I could almost hear a smile on his face, and that's uh, that's pretty hard to get a smile out of Billy at any stage of the season. But uh, he was reasonably happy with the way they worked through that game. They're up, uh, I think, twenty four three at at one particular time. Yeah. Uh, then uh, and then 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 after that, obviously, uh, West Harbour found uh, found some sort of form and. Uh, and managed to, to to put a few tries on, and uh, a, a try that uh, uh, if you guys could uh, help me here with the name of the guy that scored it just before the break, uh, that uh, that uh, Mark Gadmanson uh, reckons is pretty close to being one of the uh, one of the uh, tries of the season. So, Bolatungithi, yeah, So, yeah, that was. Uh, that was the way that that one uh, that one fell uh, on, on the weekend. Uh, uh, just one of those things. Tom Silk uh, did uh, did very well. Fords went uh, particularly well. The uh, the the number ten Lockatui uh, did some good stuff there. wasn't as uh, as polished as he was against uh, Randwick the week before. But uh, you know they're starting to get some options there, the Highlanders and. No, oh, I think Billy's doing a great job. You consider how much of a, a changeover they've had and uh, only dropped the one game so far. I thought Finau was great on the wing and, um, yeah, Gordon just, just ticking along, sitting in behind University and Norse in third place with a bit of a gap uh, to fourth. So uh, um, not really doing too much wrong. Uh, West's been the great entertainers, though. They've scored some terrific tries and I, I agree with Gutto. He, they, they, know how to, uh, they know how to excite Swainy. Absolutely. They can throw it around. They've got... Great, you know, there's, there's, they show great skill at times. Um, you know, not saying that they're skillful the whole 80 minutes, but mm. um, they, they definitely can, can all click together at one point or another and put on some wonderful tries. And so, yeah, entertaining, absolutely. Got to start getting some points, though. Final fixture of round seven from the weekend was the Sunday game. Uh, Hunter Wildfires 29 uh, went down to the Beasties 43. East uh, in charge for most of it. Hunter did have some moments, though, early on, sort of uh, sticking with the Beast, but um, uh, they just took control in the, in the pack, uh, the Beasties, and uh, a good win uh, up the uh, 
up the highway there, Casho. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, this uh, this one. Uh, wildfires wanted to play a lot of their games either on Friday night, 6 o'clock on Saturday Arvos or Sundays. Mm. So Beasties are the only club that have uh, agreed to uh, to uh, an alternate sort of fixture, which is which is a pretty di- you know pretty much a disappointment because I think uh, I think they're adding something to the competition at this particular stage. But uh, mm. is that to not interrupt with the local comp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, they uh, they want to engage the uh, the very strong local Newcastle competition yep. and get people involved there. So make it part of your your rugby Saturday to uh, mm. you know head on off and uh, and. Uh, watch the wildfires play maybe at 6 o'clock on a Saturday or even a Sunday. So, uh, mm. yeah, a, a bit of a disappointment there from uh, from the clubs around the place. But, uh, listen, the wildfires stuck with them for, for quite some time. But uh, uh, as Scotty Coleman lamented to me uh, after the game, it was just uh, it was just one of those things where, where they're just not executing at the moment and, and, and they can't put 80 minutes together. But, uh, listen, some really good performances there from the Wildfires. Joe Tamani, uh, OJ Noah played uh, played very well and, of course, uh, Leon Fukafuka played uh, pretty well and Nate DiThieri uh, was, was another standout for the Wildfires. Uh, on, the, on the other side of the ball, Nick Juice again played very well, Rowan Saifaloi, uh, gave them a lot of the territory they needed at critical sort of stages. Dean Aikman Hunt was uh, was a big contributor for them, and also uh, Archie Gavin, the son of uh, Tim Gavin, was a major contributor there. So, uh, listen, pretty good performance there from uh, from Easties. They uh, sort of headed up there, got their uh, got their tries together, and uh, and uh, enjoyed the hospitality and got uh, got the bus home. Mm, Nick Eustace has been uh, great this year. It's good to see him in your uh, team of the season so far. You managed to fit him in the Northern Suburbs backline there, mate, uh, which is which is great to see. Swaney, mate, um, what are your takeaways from this one, mate? The uh, the, the Beasties, they're, they're sort of still rumbling along. They're hanging in. They're sort of uh, in eighth spot there, three and three. Um, I guess Paul is just, uh, as he said last last week, you really just got to keep getting those wins and uh, that's what they're doing. Yeah, I, I agree with you uh, on Nick Euster. I think he's he's playing very, very good rugby at the moment, coming back down from um, Canberra, the, the Vikings and all that sort of stuff. So they're playing very well. And, yeah, they're, they're just – they couldn't shake Hunter, could they, on the weekend? It was, it was one of those games that – you know, the beasties, every time you thought they'd kick away, um, Hunter just kept clipping at their heels and and it was just those those little consistency errors um, and, you know, last last passes and that sort of stuff that didn't quite go to hand that, that kind of crueled them. But, um, yeah, beasties, oh, yeah, oh, look, three and three, as you say, they're just kind of rumbling along. Oh, I'm yet to see them... Um, I want to see them take it to the next level now. Um, yeah, start, I think start so. going on a run and actually show show us that they're title contenders, and and that it'll help when they get you know half the Waratahs squad back. Um, mm, they do they do get a lot, don't they? If I was looking at that Waratahs squad from the weekend, uh, they've actually got more than uni. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a big chunk that'll be coming back. I'd say, um, you know, and and that will help at the back end of the season, but. 
they'll want to start making a run now if uh, mm. they want to be there at the end. Ramwick and East, um, obviously really close clubs. They're looking very similar though, aren't they, uh, Casho, in terms of performance? They're both three and three and both sort of giving similar vibes, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you, it's it's both clubs. You don't really know what you're going to get from Saturday to Saturday. You know, there's, uh, there's not the consistency mm. that you're getting there from a uni or a, a Norse or, or, or probably increasingly a, a Gord at this stage of the competition. You know, they're... Uh, you know they're uh, they're just a little bit all all over the shop. One of the guys that you mentioned coming back from the Waratahs, who I think is going to make a hell of a difference to them, is uh, is Charlie Gamble. Uh, mm. When he comes down to club footy, he absolutely dominates. So interested to see uh, see how uh, if if and when he comes back and uh, how he goes uh, in that uh, in that beasties back row. Mm. Well, if I look towards the uh, shoot shoot ladder now, seven games through. Some teams have played seven. Some have played six. Uni and Norse both played seven. Both won seven. Uh, Uni got a four point buffer though back to Norse, who Uni have had the perfect record, five points every match. Um, Gordon sitting in third. Ringer fourth. Woodies and South now round out the six. So South certainly trending um, in the direction Todd Loudon hoped to be. Um, behind them uh, in seventh, eighth uh, is Ramwick and East, 16 and 15 points. And then Manly and West Harbour still in it, but going to need some real momentum and some results uh, going their way starting this weekend, which is looking interesting. A couple of fixtures stick out here. Um, Gordon and the Rats, that's going to be a very spicy affair, uh, Swain. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking forward to that one. I, I really, you know, I, I'm just loving watching Ben Ma play his footy at the moment. So, um, you know, I hope that he can continue his good form. And, uh, and yeah, that's a, um, it's a tasty one ladder-wise as well, isn't it? Because um, they're only yeah, three, three four. points. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to that one definitely, and and you know the um, if Gordon win that they you know edge closer to, to North and Uni and and the gap will win you a little bit there. So mm, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one for the Rats. The Ratties are, are going to be heading to Chatswood Oval with uh, some bad memories and uh, revenge on their mind after last year because. I think uh, might have been round three or four. They went to Chatswood Oval last year, and uh, uh, the Highlanders really put one on them. And uh, the Rats never really recovered a- after that. So uh, yeah, listen, there's uh, there's uh, a smell of revenge in the air. I don't know if they'll get it, but there is there is that smell. Mm. Western Sydney take on West Harbour, battle of the Western sides there. Ramwick taking on South, another uh, tight affair because they are very close on the ladder, those two sides. So Ramwick will really want to get up for that one. Woods taking on the Wildfires, Penrith taking on Eastern Suburbs, and Casho. Am um, I going to see at Manly Oval for Manly against Northern Suburbs after their big week of training with the Canterbury Crusaders, mate? Absolutely. I'll, uh, I might get down there early, see some of the lower grades, probably, uh, probably um, have a few, uh, few bevies with. Uh, with some uh, manly identities, probably you, 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 yourself included, you can you can introduce me to uh, some of that fourth grade premiership side that you're having a reunion with, Berger. 
Yes, we are having a. a re, it was meant to be our five year reunion last year, but COVID, uh, as it did with so many events, uh, canned it. So we're going to have our five year slash six year reunion on Saturday, which will be good. Okay. Uh, the club's last premiership, actually, our side was coached by Zach Beer. So uh, makes for a very interesting afternoon with Zach coming to town with Northern Suburbs. So. Uh, We'll be uh, we'll be having a, a dinner in Manly with the team, and uh, probably plenty of, plenty of beers uh, in and around the course. I would have thought, uh, Swaney. That sounds like great fun, mate. I wish you all the best, and uh, don't get too messy. No, no, absolutely not. We don't need that. But um, yeah, all right, boys. Well, uh, thanks for another wonderful wrap up, and uh, enjoy your footy on the weekend. Swain, are you calling uh, some official duties? Where are we? Where are we calling this mate, weekend, I'm mate? I'm making the drive down to the Gong and uh, watching the Tars play against the Crusaders. And everyone, just pray for the Waratahs. Big uh, <laughs> <laughs> afternoon. I think that ninety six nineteen could be in danger, Cash Out. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I hope not, but I just mm. I, I fear for what might be ahead. Well, there's uh, there's one bloke hoping that it uh, that it get broken, and that's uh, that's Bobby Dwyer. So that uh, that that monkey can jump off his back. <laughs> <laughs> it was Bob Dwyer the coach of Guitars that year. Yeah. Sure was, What's 2002, it? I think it was. Oh, I remember it was 63-0 at halftime. Jesus Christ, that was a real low point, wasn't it? And apparently, the, so the story goes, is that they came in at halftime and Bobby mm. said, look, guys, I think we're still in it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, see you next week.